Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Charlotte. And welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us again this week. This week we are going to be talking about what to do when something goes wrong on your Disney vacation. And this is a timely topic because... (laughs) A lot of things have gone wrong this week at Disney. Uh, But before we get into all of that, we want to address the fact that um, we did not have a podcast last week. um, And that was because, uh, you know, well, we we lost a family member. Um, So, Heather, I will let you. I am going to try to get through this the best I can without crying. Um, My service dog, Copley, passed away very unexpectedly last Wednesday morning, yeah, last Wednesday morning before we were about to record, um, he was playing and wrestling with his brothers. I was less than one foot away from him, and I was watching him all morning, and he was having the greatest time of his life, and I looked away and looked back two minutes later, and he was gone. Um, We tried to give him CPR. We rushed him to the vet, but he was just gone. Um, My vet did an ultrasound for me and found out that he had blood surrounding his heart and he most likely had tumors on his heart and his tiny little heart just gave out. Um, And there was nothing that could have been done even if we would have caught it. There was no, there was nothing that could have saved him. There was no way to remove the tumors. Um, He just had an EKG about four months ago and that was not there. Um, So it was something that developed very quickly over maybe the course of a month. Um, And so while I am very happy that he did not suffer, he was my best friend. We went everywhere together. I know you've all heard me talk about him on here. He was my service dog. He loved Disney. He, uh, he especially loved Epcot because he knew where all of the ducks and the geese would sit on the banks (laughs) around the lake and, Anytime I would walk him there, his training went out the window and he would try to dash through the bars and get the ducks. One time I was sitting at the Japan Pavilion eating at the quick service restaurant and he uh, he got really close to getting one. I think he became, he was within two inches of getting one of the ducks up there. <laughs> um, he used to go on all the rides. His favorite ride in Florida was the safari and out here in California, his favorite ride was the teacups. Um But needless to say, I am devastated. I don't really know what I'm doing half the time. Um, And that is why we couldn't record last week because it was, it happened maybe an hour before we would have recorded. Yeah. So. And and none of us were capable of it. None of us were capable of of doing anything that morning. Um, Um, He was uh, the best dog and great member of the family for all of us. So we're all very upset uh heather the most but we're all upset about it but you know we're we, we're here they, and they were planning their trip out here uh for late august and they said well we can't go to disneyland until we see copley we don't really care about you like everybody just wanted to come see copley um, so <laughs> he's very missed it is it, it's very depressing over here in my house looking around and not seeing him um but there's a lot of good memories too so yes yeah. and copley Copley's all over our website anytime we need a photo of a dog. <laughs> and there's a picture of Copley wearing his Disneyland spirit jersey <laughs> um, uh, or, you know, posing for photos. And so he, um, 
yeah, he was uh, he was the Disney Park Princess official mascot for sure. He um, really was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he is he is missed, and that's why uh, that's why we were absent last week. So thank you all so much for our patience. Uh, for your patience while we got ourselves together. <laughs> tried to collect our, ourselves. Tried to collect ourselves and, and, um, and, and worried about our friend Heather. So we're glad that you're back and we're glad that you're, you know. Thank you guys. Thank you for, for everything over the last week. It's been rough. Yeah. When in doubt, send wine and noodles. That's what we've learned. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. I actually ate like four bites of them. So <laughs> So anyway, all right, so let's all wipe our tears because we're all sitting here crying. <laughs> uh, let's get to our topic. So we've had a, a variety of sort of negative headlines this week regarding Disney. Um, so just in this week alone, just in, in the last, you know, maybe 10 days or so, uh, there has been headlines about a huge brawl in Disneyland, a guest punching a cast member at the Tower of Terror in Walt Disney World, a power outage at Disney Springs, a huge failure of the ticket system at Walt Disney World on Monday. Um, even Shop Disney had issues just trying to get the new <laughs> ear hats uh, from the artist Noah online. They goofed up the prices. Uh, so it has been sort of a series of unfortunate events, <laughs> so to speak. For Disney, different move, different theater made that, or different, <laughs> but whatever. Um, so let's let's get. Oh, and of course, there was the famous viral rant on social media this week of a mom who feels that people without children shouldn't be allowed to go to Disney World. We have thoughts on all of these things. Um, we're going to go through our thoughts, and then we're going to move into what to do and how to handle it. If one of these things or something similar or something completely unexpected should happen during your Disney vacation. But first, can we talk about this mother and her rant? This is what made me laugh about this is she said people without children should not be allowed at Disney World, but Mm -hmm. mothers with children should be allowed at the front of the line. Well, if all mothers with children are now allowed at the front of the line. It's I mean, just one big line. But, you know, front of the line is why God invented fast passes. This is what happened here. If you, I mean, I know not everybody can get a fast pass for every attraction. And that's how the kind of how the system works. But this is why this system was invented. This why it works so well is because you know, that's your front of the line pass. So if she had used that. Well, for, to be fair, helped. The, her viral rant actually didn't stem from waiting in line yeah. for an attraction. Yeah. It actually it stemmed pretzel. from waiting in line for a pretzel. <laughs> Here's I mean, my, I mean, look, I don't have children. So I'm offended on a level that oh, I'm not welcome <laughs> because you couldn't get a pretzel. Guess what? Sometimes I have to wait for a pretzel too. I'm sorry your child had a meltdown. Maybe put them in a stroller and walk them around and get, let them down for a nap. I don't know. But at what point in your life, what made you so entitled that you felt you were more important than everybody else waiting in that line whether those people have children or not they are waiting their turn for a thing that they want you are no better than them the end i don't care if your child is having a meltdown 
you teach your child patience and how to wait. And of course, he's a toddler. And of course, they don't understand. They don't get it. But you're not a toddler. You're an adult. You sit there and wait with everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, the whole concept of the, the, the word only, I feel, should not apply when it comes to Disney. There's no only when it comes to Disney. The whole vision of the park was that it was meant to be something for everyone, something everyone could enjoy. So I get it. I understand that this, look, I am a mother and I've been there with the kid melting down. But that has something to do with me and my kid. That has nothing to do with anything that's going on around me. That's yeah. my responsibility, not the responsibility of the people in front of me who just also want a pretzel or just also want popcorn or just also want to write It's a Small World. The concept of personal responsibility seems to have just disappeared recently, you know, among people on social media. I don't get it. Yeah, she uh, she was just mad and... Uh, there's no reasoning with people when they get like that. That's the yeah. other thing, you know. And everybody's been there, right? We've all been there. Whether you have a kid or don't have a kid, you've probably had a meltdown at Disney World. Oh yeah. <laughs> As an adult, I have right. Had a As an adult, <laughs> my friend Becky likes to throw a temper tantrum. I hope she's listening. She uh, she will just sit down cross-legged. Uh, like on the corner of the sidewalk and just pout if she's just had like she's like if a toddler can do it I do too I'm giving myself a timeout and puts herself in the corner of a sidewalk somewhere and just like gives her herself five minutes it's fantastic but that's a smart idea if you need a five minute break I mean Sarah has talked about this before sometimes she needs alone time and just needs to walk away for even if it's 10 minutes Mm -hmm. you know sometimes I'm like at home I'm like I have to go to the store half a mile up the road just to get out of the house, you know, otherwise things will go nuts. And Disney puts us all on edge sometimes because yes, it's hot. Yes. It's crowded. There are lines. There are things we have to deal with, but as a person in this world, you have to also not completely lose your temper in public or really you shouldn't in private either, but that's a whole other (laughs) psychological (laughs) profile that we're not going to get into, but it's, yeah. You know, you have to be a functioning member of society if you're going to go to places. And yeah. And now I, there is a part of me that feels like I don't know where this mom originally posted this rant, although I guarantee you she regrets it now. <laughs> so I do feel a little bit bad that she had her temper tantrum in public and put it on a platform where now the whole world yeah. can see and judge that's and discuss it. Her. But that's the reality of posting on social media. That's how that happened. So. Yeah. You know, no, that's on. You know what? I don't feel bad if you're gonna put your rant out there on Twitter or whatever platform it is. Anybody can see it. If you don't want it to become a big thing, you complain to your friends, your husband, your spouse, whoever it is, and you, yes. you make it like a little thing here. God for yourself. help us if anybody ever saw our group chats. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I know private. not to put it on my Facebook page. That's right. Those are private. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, all right. So that's that. Let's get into the fights. Heather, do you know anything about the giant fight that happened at Disneyland? I do. Um, I don't know anything about the one at Disney World because I kind of haven't gotten out of bed in a week. Um, but Disneyland happened a couple weeks ago. And even then I hadn't heard about it. Justin had to come to me and say, uh, did you see what happened down there? <laughs> Apparently it was one extended family, um, at Disneyland for the day in Toontown, no less. So, you know, the area that's specifically for children. Um, and I don't even know 
what set off this fight. I know that one of the men spit in one of the women's faces, and then one of the women lunged at him. There were punches thrown, and pretty soon there were at least five people of one family hitting and punching each other in the middle of Toontown. And then Disneyland security was called. I know, oh gosh, I just heard last week um, that they're, the police are finally pressing charges um, and there's like legit jail time on the table for the, for the man. The yeah. other people had lesser charges, but the, the one man that spit and threw the initial punch is definitely getting jail time. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little startled watching the video. A, that somebody is just videotaping this whole thing and not calling security. Um, and B, I don't know for certain. It just seemed to me from what I saw, it seemed like it took security kind a of time. a while to get there. A long time. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, the Walt Disney World scenario is a guest at Tower of Terror had issues with her fast pass. Her fast pass wasn't valid for the time in which she showed up and um, she took umbrage. <laughs> it sounds like she was, I don't know how she got first past the first fast pass part or something. Cause it sounds like she was in the building. Um, and maybe she, she could have also jumped over the ropes and yeah, gone to that place too. But yeah, yeah she, the cast member that um, was there and said her fast present was valid. So she started pushing buttons on the machine and the cast member politely, it sounded like moved her hand away and she punched her right in the face <laughs> for, I guess, for moving her hand away and telling her it wasn't valid. Um, yeah. So lifetime ban on these people from, yeah. from Disney world. So no more Disney for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I mean, come on people. It's a, Fast pass. Yeah. It is a fast. I'm sorry. I have a whole new perspective on life right now where I really don't think anything matters anymore. Like, really, nothing matters. Yeah. You are going to get that upset to put your hands on somebody else over a fast pass? A <laughs> fast pass. That's mm -hmm. what's important to you in life. You have got your priorities wrong. I'm sorry. It's just yeah. that's ridiculous to me, and there's no excuse for you. Yeah. You are a yeah. bad human. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so other sort of negative headlines that have come out of disney recently and believe me we are going to get to the good stuff this is not just a we're this is not like a bashing disney podcast if anything we're more bashing people than disney um but so there was a power outage at disney springs um didn't last that long it didn't affect all of disney springs it looked like it just affected sort of part of town center from what i could see uh and then this was kind of a big one though on monday the entire ticket system went down and people were waiting for two hours to get into the theme parks on Monday. That's a big one. And if people got upset about that, I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a real frustrating one. Um, because that's not a situation where personal responsibility comes into it. Right. That is a failure on Disney's part. Um, but by the same token, stuff happens. It happens. S systems do fail. So let's get into some sort of common things that might happen on your Disney vacation and how to handle them. And then maybe some less common situations like the ones that we've been discussing. Charlotte, go. Um, so first of all, I want to say that for the most part, when things go wrong, even sometimes the tiniest things, Disney is amazing at guest relations and um, making things get better. From the smallest thing, like ice cream drops on the floor, bam, you get a new ice cream. Or 
ice cream drops on your clothes. Um, most of the cast members have the authority to just take you into a shop and or give you a gift card to purchase new clothes for the day. Um, so Disney is almost always per- great at this type of thing. There are some instances when they just can't do everything for everybody. And there's some instances when, you know, if you're kind of snotty about it, then they don't have to do anything. They don't have to make things right. But they are good at it. And especially if you come at these problems with politeness and understanding, then they are more likely to try and fix it for you. And that's just any company or any customer service type thing, you know, try to fix it for, for you. Yeah, I think um, sometimes people think that if they make a giant fuss, that the bigger the fuss they make, the bigger the sort of quote unquote compensation yeah. that they will get. I don't necessarily find that to be true. I think if anything, right. it is the opposite. And the more that you can keep your composure, the more that you can understand that the person that you are facing is probably not who caused the issue, yeah. just the person who's trying to help you fix it, the more compassion you can have for them, the better the result that you're going to have. I mean, I've I've gotten things like just from asking. One time, I had um, give was given free tickets to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, but I had also purchased tickets, and so I was like, "These tickets are non-refundable. Is there any way I can get these back?" Here's what happened, and they were like, "Sure, I'll give you your money back." They did not have to do that. They won't do that in every situation. But I was nice. I explained it. And they said, okay, we can do that. You know, again, not that I'm saying that's not going to happen. That's going to happen to you because, again, they were non-refundable tickets. But I was nice about it. And it was just a kind of a snafu with the thing I was attending. So, yeah, um, the first. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. I was going to say. So let's start at start at the very beginning of the trip, the check in process or even earlier than that, you know. Magical Express. What are some of the things that a guest might experience on Magical Express during the check-in that could be a problem, Heather? Um, I have the Magical Express curse. So if you ever see oh, no. your bus, oh, no. uh, just uh, get right off. Yeah. Um, I have the uncanny ability to get on a Magical Express bus and wait at the airport for two hours before it takes off and drives itself to, to uh, my resort. And then somehow my resort is always literally always the last one the last are you one. who i got that curse from because i have that oh, curse me. too it's so it might be. for a while there i had given up on the magical express and was just renting a car because it was so bad um they've they've gotten much better over the past year or two but you know it it's annoying it's frustrating i'm there i want to go on my trip so that, i mean that is possible you have to know that it could take you several hours but it is free. You're not paying for transfers. You're not paying for a rental car. And just sit back and watch the video. Also, it helps if you pack snacks. I tend to stop at Dunkin' Donuts before I head downstairs and get on the bus. <laughs> so I have donuts and a coffee and I'm good. <laughs> so in the in that case where you, you get on the bus and it just sits and sits and sits and it's your last resort and whatever, what are some alternatives that guests could use if they just don't want that to even be a possibility? Rent a car, a minivan. There you go. Um, Lyft, Uber. Just plain old taxi. Plain old taxi. Um, Or you could make friends with somebody who lives there who always volunteers to come pick you up. Um, (laughs) My good friend Brock will come pick me up. Um, But, 
you know, there's there's lots of ways to get there. Now, Magical Express, as Heather said, is free. So free to some people tops anything else. <laughs> so um, it's I knock on wood have always had good luck with the Magical Express. And as much as I absolutely love the idea of a minivan or Lyft or something like that, um, I I never have a problem with it. So I always take Magical Express. Yep. Yeah. All right. So now you're at your hotel and you're checking in and maybe something goes wrong at check-in or maybe you had requested certain things for your room, a location or a specific room or, you know, something and you don't get it. What's well, next? let's remind everybody that that is a request. It is not a guarantee. Just because you asked for a certain room number or a location does not mean you can get it. Disney does not guarantee that. They will try their absolute hardest to make that happen. But sometimes there's the, the hotel is full and people aren't checking out and in at the same time and they can't give you what you asked for. So you have to understand that you're not automatically going to get that. If you put it in that perspective, you can kind of temper your expectations so that when you do check in and you either get it or you don't, you can be appreciative or you can understand. Yeah. But if you want to ask for something, you know, let's say you asked for a specific building or room number and you didn't get it, you can say, hey, is there any way I can get this? The earlier you ask, the better it is, because then somebody maybe maybe didn't take the room. Um, but it's still not a guarantee that, that they'll be able to give it to give yeah. it to you or change your room. This is actually one of the reasons that I don't love online check-in for yeah. Disney hotels, I often encourage my clients to skip that and to check in in person because it gives you the opportunity to interact with a cast member, have a conversation, explain why you made that request. Maybe there's a very particular reason. Oh, we had this room on our last trip and we just loved it so much. Or, oh, you know, I have some mobility issues. And so it's really, you know, I don't use an ECV, but it's really helpful for me to be closer to the main building or what, you know, whatever the reason is. Oftentimes when you can explain to a cast member why it's important, if they can't, grant the exact request, they can make recommendations or maybe offer an alternative. Um, yeah. And that's something that really only a cast member at the actual resort can can help you with. Um, and so it's it's important to temper your expectations, but also be prepared to just, just have a simple conversation and ask politely and explain yourself. Um, it goes yeah. really a long way towards getting what you want. And um, or at least something close to it. Yeah. And sometimes um, I, I rarely put in a specific room request, but a lot of times I, I fly in very, very early in the morning. So I will be on property by 8 or 8.30 a.m. And sometimes if I go and talk to the person, they'll say, well, we'll put you in this room and it's already ready. So that way I can just go and relax for 10, 15 minutes before I head out to the parks. Um, this doesn't, it's not always the case, but I, I do really like talking to a cast member at check-in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you've gotten through check-in. You've gotten to your room. What's the next issue that always, this is a very common occurrence. You have an issue with your magic bands. Yeah. <laughs> what happens to me all the time? <laughs> I, apparently, I just have bad luck. I don't know. <laughs> if you're not too far, go back to the front desk. 
I usually find one of like the the phones in the hallways there. They usually have like the house phones by the, the elevators or sometimes in the middle of a hallway. Pick it up, call and say, okay, is there anything you can do? Do I have to? Sometimes they'll send somebody out. Sometimes they ask me to come back to the front desk. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. I mean, technology, how often does your computer not work at home? Because yeah. it happens to me frequently. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like people get to Disney and they assume that everything is magical and everything is going to be perfect because that's how Disney portrays themselves. And so it's kind of like they're a victim of themselves that when something does go wrong, people automatically get angry about it. But if you give Disney a chance, they just, they make it better as best they can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Pro tip, when you get to your hotel room, if your entire party is together, check all of your magic bands. Don't just open it with one and assume oh, that no. they all work. You will save yourself <laughs> multiple trips to the front desk that yeah. way. Um, yeah. The other thing, oh, go ahead. Uh, um, sometimes your magic band will work in the parks for everything, tickets, signing plan, and everything, and you get back to your room and it's and it doesn't work. It yeah. sometimes just, there's some sort of disconnect in there. So again, don't just assume that something has catastrophically gone wrong with your band if it's not working on your room, yeah. um, because you know this it's a bunch of systems talking to each other. Yes, yeah. magic bands in particular, I find, can be sort of a the crux of a lot of issues. So. Um, because like Charla said, it's the dining reservation system. It's the fast pass system. It's your room key. It's your charging. Thing. That's a lot of different softwares that are expected to all interact with each other in any one of them. Um, but also if you're somebody like us and you have, um, <clears throat> many bands <laughs> on your account, it is a good idea to go in and get rid of some of the old ones because having too many magic bands on your, my Disney experience account can cause problems all on its own, as we've learned the hard way. <laughs> so yeah, and all, it's that's pretty easy to do. You just go into your My Disney Experience and go to My Magic Bands and Cards, and you can deactivate a lot of them. Yeah. Um. I I usually try to only keep two or three active now because so it's not just my Magic Bands. When I'm linked with Sarah and we go on a trip together, it's all of Sarah's Magic Bands too. Right. Right. So and that's what winds up happening. <laughs> yeah. So just, you know, go in and, and deactivate um, most of them and you'll be, you will have a lot better chance of everything working fine. Yeah. You can always mark them active again later. Yeah. It's not a permanent thing if you deactivate them for one trip, uh, but it's your purple magic band and you really want to use your purple magic band on your next trip, whatever. It's fine. You can go back and mark it active again later. It's not a big deal. So. Uh, all right, so let's talk about things that can go wrong at the parks. Crowds, lines, <laughs> you Humidity. name it. Humidity. Yeah, heat. Yeah. Uh, all right. Passes don't work at Tower of Terror. <laughs> Your fast pass is not valid. Or something takes longer than you thought it was going to, and maybe you do miss your fast pass window. What are some tips that people can use to sort of either prevent these things from happening or handle them when they do happen? Well, Bueller, guest yeah, guest relations <laughs> is your, is your best friend mm -hmm. in a situation like this. Um, they don't have all the power, but they have a lot of things that they can really do and help you with, whether it's, yeah, something, your magic band stops working in the parks or you miss your fast pass window or they can't find your dining reservation somewhere and they can't fix it right there. Guest relations is a really amazing place <laughs> to go and to get a lot of things sorted out. 
Yeah. And that's important to remember, too, because the cast member who is standing at the fast pass entrance to the ride doesn't have a lot of power to help you if you've missed your fast pass window or something has happened that has prevented you from getting there or it's not working. They're just the cast member who controls that little tiny section of the fast pass line at an attraction. They're not empowered to do a whole lot to help you. Guest relations, on the other hand, is fully empowered to do almost anything they can to assist you with your situation. So rather than spending a lot of time pleading your case and getting very frustrated with the cast member who really can't do a lot to change anything, a far better tack to take is to talk to somebody at guest relations and explain what your situation is. And again, the more calmly you can explain whatever the situation is that you know, the series of events that occurred to make you miss your dining reservation that you then got charged a fee for or miss your fast pass or whatever it was, um, just explain it to somebody and they will do their best to help you sort it out and make it right if possible. Um, however, if if you just missed your fast pass or your dining reservation because, you know, you, you just taking you, your time. Yeah, you were. Yeah, it took longer than you thought it was going to or whatever. That isn't really something that is appropriate to ask for some type of compensation on, you know. The other thing to keep in mind is that you can manage your fast passes and your dining reservations in my Disney experience. So hopefully you have a smartphone, you have the app downloaded. If you notice that you're going to be late or you're not going to make your fast pass window, you can reschedule. As long as the window hasn't opened, you can still reschedule it for a later time or a different day. So if you look at your watch and it's, you know, 10.55 and you have a fast pass window at 11 a.m. and you're in a different park, you're not making that fast pass. Yeah. Change it. Just go in and change it. (laughs) Yeah. But you can't, but, and and that's, in that case, don't change it to that same one. Change it to the park you're in. You're already in that park. Right. (laughs) You might as well um, enjoy your time uh, where you already are because that'll save you, again, another hour of getting from one place to another and then maybe you won't miss it the next time. Right. I would also like to say that I am not a fan of making fast passes in advance. I do it, but I tend to do it like two days before a trip or the night before I'm going into the park. Um, I think I just got really lazy when I lived in Florida because, you know, I, if I was going to go to the park the next day, I decided that the night before. Um, so I, I think it's really fantastic and really convenient to be able to make fast passes from your phone. I love that. I don't love two months in advance trying to decide what rides I need to go on because, okay, I may want to ride flight of passage, but what if I don't feel like riding it at 9 a.m.? Or you don't know what your plans are going to be. So um, I, there's also something to be said for being a little bit more relaxed on your trip, especially, you know, if it's your 10th trip or your 12th trip, maybe you don't need to schedule every minute. And that saves you a lot of headaches. What do we say all together now? Do, do less. Enjoy more. Enjoy more. Very good. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's, I understand that that philosophy of do less, enjoy more doesn't work for everyone. Some people have, are much higher energy, are much, you know, by nature are much more commando type of tourists and that's okay. Um, Just make sure that your scheduling and your plans keep up with whatever level of energy you have. So if you are like me and you are a low energy, do less, enjoy more kind of tourist, don't schedule a day for yourself that is 
jam packed with lots of scheduled fast passes and dining reservations or places that you need to be. It's not a good mix and it's going to end in the aforementioned meltdown. (laughs) Um, If, however, you are a high energy type A type of tourist and you really want to cram as many thrill rides as possible, you want to get on all the new stuff, you want to do all that, then making those fast passes in advance is going to be necessary because you're not going to get on Slinky Dog Dash or Flights of Passage with or the new attractions in Galaxy's Edge when they open, you know, without either, well, no fast pass for Galaxy's Edge, but for everything else, either a fast pass or a very long wait in line. Yeah. Um, well, there will be fast passes for Galaxy's Edge eventually. Eventually. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of fast passes open too at the last minute. Um, I remember I was still living in celebration when Mine Train was the brand new ride. Mm-hmm. And I would be in my apartment on a Saturday night playing on my Disney experience and there would be a fast pass for 10 a.m. the next day for Mine Train. And I'm like, oh, okay, click and I'll go do it. So there's something to be said for last minute planning too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but for somebody who maybe it's their first trip or maybe. Oh, it's yeah, their, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yes, that's a really good point is that people's plans change all the time. Yeah. So that hard to get fast pass or that hard to get dining reservation 24 to 48 hours in advance, check again. Yeah. <laughs> because people are changing and canceling all the time. Well, that reminds me of something too that could go wrong. Let's say you have the perfect fast passes. You, you know, you got up early and everything's right. You get there, the ride is broken. Um, oh, you yeah. know, that's happened many times. Yes. Disney will give you an alternative. Yes. Um, whether it's a different attraction or they say, come back later, we'll honor it. Um, but, you know, keep checking your My Disney Experience and your email, too, because that's how they're going to communicate that with exactly. you. Exactly. And, you know, that if the ride does break down, especially if it's a really popular ride like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or something like that, and that ride breaks down, that just makes the rest of the day's lines even longer, including the mm-hmm. Fast Pass line. So, again, keep that in mind. If you've got another Fast Pass or a dining reservation that you need to get to, maybe, you know, just you know, keep checking and, and play it by ear. But I know it's disappointing when the ride you've been anticipating or waiting for breaks down and you don't get to ride it. And that's, that's no fun, but Disney is great about, they will give you either a paper fast pass or something that'll say good on any of these attractions, which is really nice too. Yeah. And let's just put it out there for the world to hear, because this is going to happen. Galaxy's edge is going to open those rides are going to go down. Yeah. It is like, simply a reality. At least seven times on the first yeah. day. <laughs> it is simply yeah. a reality because as much as they can test those rides, there is no way to test for the duration and volume of people that are going to be riding it in the first few weeks. It's just a reality. Um, so pack your patience <laughs> and understand uh-huh. that this is going to happen. It's going to happen to somebody. If it doesn't happen to you, it's going to some- happen to somebody you know. It's going to happen to some other podcaster, some blogger, whatever. It's This is just how it goes, people. Yeah. So be ready. And, and again, remember that the cast member that is giving you the news is only able to help you to a certain degree. <laughs> yeah. And like, so Sarah and I are going down to Walt Disney World in September for a very quick trip. The reality is, as much as we want to see Galaxy's Edge and ride the new ride, if something breaks down, we are there for two days. We may not be able to ride it. And you know what? What will we say? Oh, well, catch you next time. Yep. (laughs) 
because that's, well, I mean, but we what's are the, fortunate. Because what's the alternative? <laughs> yeah. But we are fortunate that we do get to go a couple times a year for work or for play or whatever. And so that is one of the benefits of being who we are. And if it's a once in a lifetime trip, I get it. I understand. But, you know, you just have to make your expectations yeah. real and you don't punch a cast member for telling you not to go. <laughs> right. And they promise you that the cast member who is, has the very unfortunate job of telling you that the attraction is down for, you know, magical enhancements or whatever is not the one who caused it. <laughs> so <laughs> cut them some slack. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so those are sort of, I think the major things that could go wrong. Moral of the story though, guest relations is your friend mm-hmm. and a big cheesy Mickey grin goes a lot further than the ranting and raving and the meltdown that may be your first instinct. And understandably so in some circum some circumstances. Yeah. But um but- one more th- one more thing real quick. The um if you get home and you or while you're there and you notice your um your bill, like you get the the statement at the end and you notice it after you get home, there is a phone number and an email address to call about your bill. So even after the fact, you can still look up um, research and billing and figure that out. And they are pretty good about figuring out exactly what you charged and when. And most of the time it's like, oh yeah, I did that. Because you can't, it doesn't show up on the bill as exactly what it is. You know how the credit card statements work. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so even after you get home, there is guest relations that you can talk to. Yeah. Heather, you were going to say something. I was going to say, I don't, a Mickey pretzel is not worth freaking out. It's vacation. Have fun. <laughs> it, none of this is important. Yes. I understand you're disappointed that you didn't get your pretzel or you didn't get to ride this ride, but you still got to go on vacation and you're spending time with your friends and your family. And quite honestly, that's all that matters. Yeah. That's all. Yep. Put I agree. things into perspective, people. Yep. Agreed. All right. So next week we will be back, uh, or they will be back actually. I am on vacation next week. So it is Charlotte's turn in the spotlight. Uh, she's going to be answering all of our hard hitting, super journalistic (laughs) questions. Uh, like when was your first visit to a Disney park (laughs) and all of that good information. Um, I cannot wait to hear it. I'll be listening from the cruise ship and I'm dying to hear some of the answers. I want to know Mickey bar or dual whip. Don't answer that question. I want to hear it. Live oh, you already know. know. <laughs> True. True. Uh, all right. At this week in the Patreon extra, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the chaos and craziness that has ensued at Walt Disney world and Disneyland over the past week or so. Uh, so if you are a Patreon supporter, Join us for our podcast extras. Uh, If you're not a Patreon supporter, why not? If you're listening to us, you probably like us. Uh, You can support us at patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. We have various levels. Go ahead. And next week, we will do our drawing as well. Oh, that's right. Yes. um, For our Patreon winner for this lovely Disneyland book. Yes. And that is, you do need to be a Patreon supporter to be entered in that drawing. It is going to be a completely randomized drawing. Charlotte knows how to do it. I don't know how to do it. Um, So uh, join us for that. And you still have time to sign up. Um, You do need to be signed up by July 31st um, as a Patreon supporter. So this is your last chance to be entered in that drawing. FYI. Uh, And that's it. 
Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Pinterest, and on our website at DisneyParkPrincess.com. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.